Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome, everybody, to the Friends in Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Jersey Ed, along with my co-host, Better Beth. Better Beth today. And uh, our special guest today, Perry B. I'll talk about him in a minute. But Beth, I do want to talk about one thing, and we're not going to fuck around here or joke around because... um, (laughs) Bambi, um, Bambi's not here again this week and not because she can't be and not because she doesn't want to be because uh, there was something going on in her family and um, uh, she's tending to to these things right now. Um, you know, everything's better. Um, it's just that, you know, she's she's kind of uh, not able to be with us today and she was kind of out of commission for the whole week. So the one thing we can ask is just prayers for Bambi and her family. Um, for speedy recovery and um, Bambi says she will be back next week to um, to claim her purple heart so in the meantime don't worry about blue hearts don't worry black back black hearts let's worry about prayers and purple hearts this week guys that's that's all we want for Bambi and and her family so um, we can't wait for you to be back here Absolutely. We miss you so much. And I know we all miss you on the meetings too. And you're a big part of this community. You're a big part of why this community thrives, Bambi. And um, we miss you and you're definitely in our prayers. So, um, you know, if, if anybody has any questions, please give us uh, uh, an email at uh, help at fr- uh, or help at friends and recovery podcast.com. Um, if you want to send well wishes to Bambi, um, Carl will put her email up, just send her some well wishes and yeah. prayers to her email that you see up here right now. Don't worry about our emails this week. It's all about Bambi. And if you do want to get a hold of, of me and I can get a message to Bambi by calling us at 800-737. I'm sorry, 800. Oh my God, that's Genesis House's old number. I was giving out. <laughs> oh my God. 800-989-6504 is... Um, is the podcast hotline. So let's ring that phone off the hook and let's hear some, some great messages for Bambi. Um, today's guest, well, today is rest and relax, rest and rejuvenation month. So stay tuned for some good recovery on rest and relaxation here, um, with the friends recovery podcast. And today's guest is, um, Perry B. So I will be talking more about him in a minute. I'll introduce him, what he is and how we got in and, touch with him and all that good stuff. So welcome to the show and we'll, we'll bring you back in Perry. Please feel free to join in with any of this crazy banter back and forth, or feel free to turn your camera off and walk away at any point. All, <laughs> all right, right, Beth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> guys, look for us on all of our social media, friends and recovery communities. And don't forget to like subscribe, share, um, and turn on that little notification bell. So this podcast is on your list and rings and reminds you that it's up. 
Um, also, I'd like to thank all the Friends in Recovery donors who made this show possible. And also, don't forget, Friends in Recovery podcast is part of the FIRE network now. So for more information, go to friendsinrecoverycommunity.org. Um, it's time for the Sober Shoutout portion of our show, guys and ladies and men and and uh, everybody. So um, Sober Shoutouts, we, we, if you want a Sober Shoutout, please email us. Um, friends in re, uh, help at friends and recovery community.org. And we will make, uh, we will.com help at friends and recovery.com. And we will make sure that we get your name up on the, um, on the screen here. Maybe I have call flash big names or whatever, but um, please feel free to send us an email about that. So sober shout outs. I'm going to ask our guest first, Perry, do you, would you happen to have a sober shout out of anything that you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I'm very proud of uh, my oldest daughter and her journey and where she's came to. She went from uh, a life of being challenged to now a life of great success. And so she's just an awesome young lady. And we're so proud of all that she's accomplished and overcome through her journey. Uh, her name's Crystal. And so we're just want to put that out there that we're just pr super proud. All right. Congratulations, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal, we're uh, pretty, pretty good to be uh to be uh, that that kind of up there by dad, right? <laughs> what an yeah. honor. What an honor. So, um, and Beth, do you have a sober shout out? I do. I want to give a shout out to my friend, Sean Egan. He, actually, he listens to this show in the car. He doesn't know he's not always able to get on live, but he uh -huh. always listens to the recording. Um, and he is like just the coolest chill dude ever. He is just his whole life is just about learning and being of service to others and learning how to be of service to others. And just watching him grow in his role has just been super awesome. So shout out to you, Sean. You're awesome. All right, Sean. We love you, Sean. I know him, right? I think maybe yeah. I'll have to look up in my phone book and see if he's in there and <laughs> we love you, Sean. Uh, and he really does listen to us, like, like for real. Yeah, yeah for real. Like, so. <laughs> one guy. When you see, like, yes. we had somebody. It's it's Sean. Sean. Oh listening. wow. Okay. All right. He's the one listener that we have. So, oh god. All right. Well, good morning, uh, Joe. Joe hasn't been on here in a while. Joe has a great podcast. Uh, Dayton Recovery Strong One on One. Go listen to that over there. Um, and his his uh, podcast. Um, just giving you a shout out there, Joe. Um, what else do we have going on here? Oh, I have a sober shout out. Here it is, guys. You ready? Yeah. This is brand new, but <laughs> Carl's book. Go by Carl's book, guys. Uh, Three hundred and sixty six fucking days sober. Um, it is a bestseller, I think on the New York times list as we speak. Right. I think no, I it's think not, it's, it's on my list as a bestseller. Um, but we encourage all you guys to go to Amazon or soberpod.com and ramp up those book sales again. Cause he does need that Bentley payment out there. So let's get him, let's help him out with that. All right, guys. No, I'm just kidding. He does. He does not need that Bentley payment. He will be buying one though soon. I'm sure. No. <laughs> um, so that's my sober shout out and also to sober pod and Chelsea and Carl for keeping 
everything alive, you know, as far as, you know, their, their stuff on the left coast and we're on the right coast. Um, so give a listen to them. They have an amazing show. Um, we love you guys. And uh, Carl does a lot for this show to keep this show uh, up and running volunteer wise. So that we really appreciate. And uh, don't forget, we have twice daily a meetings on zoom. You can find them at our website, friends and recovery community.org along with past shows of the podcast, um, everything on there, you, you, whatever has, whatever recovery you can find it's on there. So speaking in that book, do you want to read our, um, our daily, re- re- daily reflection before the question of the week? Yeah. All right. August 26th. You've got to bring an ass to whoop ass. Okay. LeVar Burton. Yes. The reading rainbow dude. Oh, that's cool. You're going to have to explain that, but I don't know that. You got to bring ass to whoop ass. All right. Put your ass on the line today and give it all you have. Yesterday, you may have complained out loud or maybe just to yourself, but what are we saying today is don't complain at all. Bring all you are to this moment so you know you didn't leave anything else on the table. No excuses. Bring all your best and know that you did all you could to make today kick some ass. Reflection, am I really doing my best today? Daily challenge, ask someone you admire how they do what they do. Oh, I like that. Yeah, this is a good reading today, guys. So you can find that in um 366 f and days sober and go buy it on amazon or at silverpod.com and here it is guys it is time for question of the week question of the week all right the question of the week there you go guys there's the big explosion and we're, we're all back here now. Um, <laughs> we explode at one point. So you'll see it when uh, when you watch it, Perry. He's like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, are these guys crazy? <laughs> um, so the question of the week is, where is your favorite place to relax and rejuvenate? Because this is the last, last uh, Tuesday of the month. So it is going to be one more rest and rejuvenation question so where is your favorite place to relax and rejuvenate perry i'm going to start with you uh, anywhere is in nature the hills nature, or close yeah. to the water just get away from everyone and just connect with nature and see the things in nature and it allows me to relax and rejuvenate because there's no stress there there's just mm. it's just natural and, mm-hmm. and you're able just to just feel that natural movement well you know there's there's no fake it's all real. Mm. And, you know, what you get is what you get in nature. So I enjoy that. All right. Thank you. And that's in Northern language. That's hills, not hills. <laughs> that's right. That's that Southern accent. That's, that's right. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> And Beth, how about you? Where is your favorite place to rest and rejuvenate, relax and rejuvenate? I am actually at my rest and rejuvenation place, which is my best friend's house down the shore. Oh, very nice. Yes. Down and the shore. Can you explain what down the shore means to, to the rest other of the peoples? <laughs> so in New Jersey, if you are at the beach, you're down the shore. And if you're coming north, you're still going down the shore. If you're going south, you're coming down the shore. If you're That's going, it. you're coming down the shore. That's it's right. 
Um, but it's been it's been wonderful. We got here last Saturday and we're leaving tomorrow, which is really, really sad. The uh, the day to day grind is starting to kind of enter my peripheral again. And <laughs> I'm trying to breathe in this moment and just be in this moment as my, my last full day here. And uh, it's just it's beautiful. The ocean air. We I went to the beach. Mm. Go to the. I hate sand. I hate salt water. But we have <laughs> friends that came down with us this year, so we went down to the beach and I sat in the shade and I got some sunburn on my legs. And there you go. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Better See? Beth. That's why you're better Beth because That's you're feeling right. good and you're on vacation and all that good stuff. So, okay. well, I'm I'm glad you're resting and rejuvenating down there, and uh, you'll be ready to go for work on Monday. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Nobody's ever. I don't care if you take a year off. You're never ready to go for work. So nope. we have to ease into it. And then when Friday comes, you finally get a hang of it. You're like, OK, now I got to take off. So the next two days. I'm really grateful because we have a slammed week that's already planned. So all I have to do is show up next week. And then we have a three day weekend because of Labor Day. That's next weekend. Yep. Oh, geez. OK, I better make some plans for next weekend. So um. <laughs> I'm Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, my p- favorite place to um, relax or relax and rejuvenate is um, and I don't get there a lot. It's of course, it's nature, number one, but a specific area, a specific place in nature would be um, um, on Mount Desert Island in Maine, Acadia, Acadia National Park. That is where when I need to kind of relax and I go to my mind, if you know, if anybody says picture a forest or your favorite place to go, that's exactly where I go. There's hiking there. There's the ocean. There's mountains. There's beaches, um, lobster, great food, great people, just a slow down type thing. So that's my my place in my head. I go as far as that goes. And, and when I'm there, it's just rest and, and rejuvenation there. And also my boat, um, because I my wife. And everybody enjoys the boat. Um, it's really calm on the water when you just kind of sit there and relax and, you know, just kind of just do your thing. So that's my two favorite places to re- relax and rejuvenate, guys. So, um, so Perry, seriously, I know we're going to get to you and this is where we are going to get to you. OK, <laughs> we only got two minutes left, but you can cram it all in two minutes. You'd be, you know, great. Oh, so, <laughs> guys, I like to introduce um perry b he's in a long-term recovery he's also he walk, works in the field that's how i met him in, in the substance uh, use disorder field he's also a pastor so we gotta watch our words okay so guys no cursing this show <laughs> and uh he too also late. too late too late <laughs> he's gonna have a talk with me after the show i just got the text <laughs> message <laughs> and uh he also does a podcast which i'm really uh, excited to um check out winding down with pastor perry um that's that sounds really really cool and um you know i'm looking forward to all that stuff will be in the links how you can watch his show and and all that stuff and what you know whatever he gives us we'll put it all in the in in the show notes so um perry welcome to the show yeah it's awesome to be with you guys yeah likewise likewise so i knew you were a pastor I, i i kind of just life gets lifey. But then when you said I'm a pastor, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that we had a big talk last time. I, well, a couple of times before when I met you and that fascinates me because you're in recovery, you're a pastor, you work for a, 
you know, a, 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 and you work in the field and, and, you know, you do a lot to help people like, and on top of it, helping yourself. So um, explain a little bit who you are, what you do and, and how all that fits into this whole realm of things. Well, you know, along the journey, uh, I'm a veteran from Desert Storm, Desert Shield. And when I came mm. back, Thank I, you for wrestled, I wrestled mm. with a lot of mental health stuff uh, to the point where I lost everything. And, uh, you know, as I went through that journey, you know, you look for a lot of different ways to cope, a lot of different ways to overcome. And, and so once I got through that and started recovering myself, I, I I made it up in my mind that, you know, if God would give me the ability and open the doors, I'm going to help every human that I can. Mm. And so it just gave, gives me that passion and drive because I come from Southern West Virginia in the coal fields and the opioid capital of the world, mm. I call it. I don't know if you've ever seen the bibliography uh, Oxiana, but mm. that is the town that I actually lived in. Wow. Uh, and so it, it is that bad. The opioid addiction in there was just terrible. But, you know, in the midst of an area where you're not supposed to succeed, uh, poor people, drug, you know, I'm, I was able to come out of all of that and be where I am today. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it. And, and you know, I'd not only work during the day at Mary Washington helping people there, but I also work in the evening times for Ellie Mental Health, doing therapy with people uh, over teletherapy. And then, of course, my wow. church pastoring. And, and I was telling Beth earlier, you know, it's, I've been so passionate about it. I'm working on degree number nine. I oh want to just gain all the information that I can, <clears throat> not to be anybody big. I'm not looking for a big name, but I'm looking to be genuine to help. Mm. Because what I find is a lot of people come into therapy and they don't get that genuine help. They don't get that person who wants to be there for them. Mm. And so one of the things that I tell people, I'm not your therapist. I'm your partner in the journey. Mm. I'm the guy who's going to get down in the mud and the muck with you and just be there in your worst moments. And, and I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to belittle you, but I'm going to help you find a way out. Because what I find is that, in especially in the world of recovery, we have to put on a lot of facades if we're not careful because it impacts us about getting a job or having a friend or being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because the first time somebody hears that, oh, you're you're in recovery, you know, then 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 people start looking at you differently. And, and I'm going to kind of throw a scripture on you guys a little bit here. Good. In, in scripture, there's a scripture that says, confess your faults one to another. The problem with that is people are afraid to do that mm. because what do I do with that? Once I genuinely share who I am, what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, what do people do with that? And that's scary. Mm -hmm. So for especially with people in recovery, we're afraid of people finding out parts of our story that may cause them to not want us to be on their team or be a part of their company. But, you know, I know many good individuals who fell into addictions for different reasons. And, but they've overcome, and now they're living amazing lives, and, and they have such an, a passion and drive to help people, but people can't see that because all they see is their past. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that becomes a barrier. And, you know, a lot of times we find people in addiction that a lot of times they committed a felony or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I know businesses that on their job application, it says, if you have a felony, stop here. No mm -hmm. need to with the application yeah, it's a it's hard and, and well, so how how do people 
expect people to recover and stay recovered, mm -hmm. always going to push them back down. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not our past. We are who we are today. That's and right. a lot of people don't understand that. And us in recovery, I love the, the scripture that you quoted, um, confess your faults to one another. That's what we do in recovery, right? If you, we want a healthy and happy and, and sober life, that's what I do with my sponsor. That's what I do when I'm not feeling well. That's what I do when I have this, th I have this thought about uh, drugs or alcohol or, or whatever it is that's going to not keep me on the right path. That's going to bring me back to that past. And those barriers of the past, you're right, 100%. We are not defined by that person. We are defined by who we are today. Nine degrees, right? Nine degrees. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not doing it to pat you on the back, but that is amazing versus all those years ago, right? I mean, that's come right. on. You know, I mean, that's who you are today. You're not that person in the past. You know, it's it's just amazing. So what are some of the barriers of the past that you see as a pastor, as a therapist, as a um, as a, uh, a leader? I want to just stop here for one second and, and tell Beth something, because her and I are in the same field. Every time I go down to where where Perry works and knock on his door, he comes out, greets me, shakes my hand either brings me in his office and we sit down and talk or, or says, Ed, I don't have time right now, but he comes out every single time and greets me. And that's that good. amazes me in this field. It really does. So, um, you know, to, to me, that's an honor to have somebody come out and do that and explain, I can't talk right now or, or, you know, or come on in and, and you're, you're more than welcome. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So, so what are so the barriers of the past? You know, as as a pastor, as a therapist, as a leader, what's what's how do you overcome them? How do you overcome them when somebody walks into your room and says, "This is what I've done, and this is who I am today." Well, so there's a part of of sharing that you do, but you don't overshare, of course, as a therapist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want them to become the therapist. Me becomes the client. <laughs> But but I want to but I try to look for bits and pieces in, in my my journey that I can share with them in their story so that they understand I'm not looking down at you. Mm. I, I, I've been there. I'm right there with you. I understand what you're going through, because, again, so many people come into the therapy room and they're like, man, I hope you don't judge me for this. And that's an automatic mm -hmm. thought that that as soon as I say this, you're going to start judging me and looking mm -hmm. at me. And so I tried to set that precedence. And one of the things I tell people, I said, you know, we all think things. We all have feelings and emotions. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, If somebody upsets us, there's an automatic thought that all of us have of how we would respond to that. You know, some people, we'd like to slap their face. Of course, we don't because <laughs> most of us would lose our job and go to jail, right? But that's the genuine yeah. thought that's in our mind. It really is. And so... It's being honest. So one of the things when, when people say, you know, we have this thing that we do as humans of, oh, how are you doing today? The automatic response is good. That's a lie. Mm. Yeah. We're not doing good. We're struggling. Mm -hmm. We're challenged. Yep. And, and I tell people all the time, be careful when you ask me that question, because you just might have to take time to listen. Mm. Yep. I am never going to be like, yeah, everything's good. I'm good. I'm good. But that's people, what most people do. Not ask me yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, that now, is true. So be careful because, you know, so when people come in and I ask them how they're doing, I generally, I want an answer. I don't want, don't give me what you think I want to hear. 
Give me your honest answer. Mm. And, and so one of the fears that I've, I have found for people coming in therapy, of course, I, I do also work in the in the field that does lock people up, but that's not what you're in there for. <laughs> <laughs> but their fear is if I'm honest with this person, they're going to lock me up and I'm going to lose mm. my freedom. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I tried to make sure to share with them is I'm, not, I'm I, my job is to keep you out of there. Mm-hmm. That's my job. My job is to help you go out into the world, face the challenges that you have and, and be able to cope with that and overcome with that and survive. Yep. And so that's a barrier to people. Mm. Then, of course, a lot of people, and I hate to even say this even live, but a lot of people just get crappy experiences with professionals. Yes. True. There's so many people that are created equal. Yeah. Well, so many people go into this field and, and, you know, for many different reasons. But if you're not passionate about it, if you generally don't want to help people, this is not the field to be in. Mm. Because this is the field where you do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I have, as a supervisor of other facilities, I've had to step people down from therapists back to intake workers because they were not good therapists. Mm. And so I get that. And so one of the things I tried to share with people who come in, I'm like, dude, you know, everybody don't click. I got mm-hmm. that. Okay. If we don't click, please just tell me, don't quit coming to the, I'll help you find a person you click with. Mm-hmm. If what we're talking about is not helping you, just be honest. Be like, dude, I appreciate that. But this crap ain't helping me. We need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yep. That's how we're going to get to genuine recovery. That's mm. how we overcome those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, for me, in my field, one of the areas, when you're in addiction, a lot of times you go through a lot of broken relationships and you end up sometimes divorcing and remarrying and all that. In the field of, of Christianity, that's a big barrier a lot of times mm. because once they find out that you've been through a broken marriage and remarried, then there are certain positions at certain churches they don't want you mm. to have. And then it's like, well, you'll never be good enough. Mm. And so for somebody in addiction, when you start that, you'll never be good enough, that automatically starts that mindset of what's the use of trying. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, and I, so I, it, go ahead. No, I love that you you said that, you know, like, again, our, our past barriers of the past, you know, I, I always use this example. My grandmother and grandfather, were, they raised me. They're great people, but they did not belong together. But that generation stayed together to stay together, you know, and and sometimes, you know, when people get raised in that kind of environment, um, you know, it's it's tough. You know, I mean, I came through it and all that. But, you know, why not? And I don't understand why, especially churches. And I know the Catholic churches. Well, anyways, we'll go. We'll stop right there. But uh, (laughs) um, but, you know, why, you know, everybody things don't work out, you know, things aren't perfect in life. And so what you get a divorce, it's better than staying together, wrecking two lives. And if you have kids wrecking all their lives too, um, when you can find somebody that's, if you're by yourself and you're happy, or if you find another partner, you're happy or whatever it is, you know, it's amazing that, that, that barrier comes up like that. Well, when you you look at the study that's out now, the ACEs study, that oh, yeah. child effects. Yeah. Uh, you see that that's a part of that ACEs study that shows mm-hmm. that children who, who are in those environments end up with all of those ACEs scores that not only impacts them mentally, but mm-hmm. physically. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's... So there is those barriers. Oh, and yeah. So 
you know, we should not be, again, we should not be identified by those pieces. We should be, people should look at where we're at right now, our genuineness, mm-hmm. our heart, our desire. And, and I know it's hard because I, I know that a lot of times in recovery, families get to that point of, well, they've told me a thousand times they're going to recover and quit. And, and, but guys, you know, we went through that with one of our children it, several times, but finally that moment that stuck and now eight, mm. nine years later, they're doing great. Mm-hmm. That does happen. So we can't give up on people. We no. got to keep doing it. And, and there's one organization that don't no longer penalizes people. Like if they miss appointments or whatever, now they're looking at how do we help you overcome that barrier? Yeah. Because sometimes in therapy, especially for addictions, it's like if you don't show up steadily, man, we're kicking you out of the program. Mm-hmm. And like that really helps. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's it all, right? It doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. just, you know, p- penalizing for, for, you know, maybe making a mistake. You know, everybody's not perfect. I want to get back to something that you said. I hope you don't judge me for this, right? That was, that's huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's always like, in the back of my mind, I hope I don't get judged for this or, you know, hope I, you know, but I don't use as much as anymore as, as early recovery. So I want to ask you as a therapist and a pastor, are they two different questions you would answer them or, or how would you see that question as a therapist? And I hope you don't judge me for this as a pastor. Cause they're, you know, they're two very different roles, but two very similar roles too. So as a therapist, <clears throat> one, one of the things that, again, that I remind them of is that I'm here to hear your pain. And the only way that I can help you is if you actually be genuine and honest with me. So it's not a judgment, but it's an ability for us to have treatment and strategies to build what you need in coping. As a pastor, I'm like, dude, you know, we've all got stuff in our lives and and we're all looking for that grace and that mercy moment. And, And so how could I judge you for something that, you know, been a part of my life too? Yeah. Yeah, You know, and so it's just making sure they understand they're in that safe place Mm -hmm. because all treatment strategies, when you look at them, it's not those external motivators. It's that internal motivator that makes that long lasting change. Mm -hmm. So how do I empower this person internally to see their value, their worth, and cause them to be hungry and desire to be different and grow in becoming who they want? In other words, achieving those dreams and those goals. Mm. Mm. Do you ever find do you ever find that what you would respond to any question as a pastor so as opposed to a therapist kind of part ways? I well, for me as as a therapist, I, I don't bring in anything uh as far as that would cause people to feel like that I'm trying to make them convert over to my belief system. Mm-hmm. So I'm a person who believes in total free will. Mm -hmm. So whatever you choose to believe, whatever you choose to Mm -hmm. do is your choice. And I'm not going to force you to change that just just because I may see something differently. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for us in in, in the church world, there are things that we consider to be sin and wrong and damaging to people's lives. But as a therapist, I'm not there to convert them as far as that. I'm there to support them. Mm -hmm. So I work with clients that have way different belief systems than me in a lot of different areas. But what I focus on is I focus on their healing and their recovery. 
I love that. I love that because, you know, pa- pastors and priests and they're put sometimes way up here, which is great because, you know, you guys have the knowledge, you have the understanding and you kind of teach us. But also, um, you know, sometimes people think that's that's the word and that's it. Right. I mean, you're I mean, you're a human being, too. Right. You make mistakes. You know, yeah. so it's it's uh, how do you overcome that? I mean, do you is, is that a barrier for you or is that? something that um, you have to kind of uh, just understand that people are coming to me and I might make a mistake. And, you know, I just same thing with a the therapist. They are coming to me. But like you said, it's harder to make a mistake on that piece than it is probably the pastoring piece. Yeah, would be my as, guess. As far as the pastoring piece, there there are challenges because, you know, when it's wording things in a way that they don't take it like you're attacking them, but you're trying to help them make a more... A, a better choice or a better decision for their life. Because a lot of times in the pastoral world, what is seen is, is that it's brought over in such a way is that we call people call us Bible thumpers, you know, mm-hmm. because we're beating <laughs> up. Big book thumper. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I don't want to beat someone up. Right. But I also want to, them to see how that in, in the word, how that if they follow these things, that it does produce that life that they're actually looking for. Mm that there is love, that there is acceptance, that there is hope. And, and so it's making sure that when they come in, that I word those things in a way that they see it again as not judging, not attacking, mm-hmm. but them helping helping them to look at things in, in a light that helps them to make good choices. Mm-hmm. I'm big in what's CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. So my mindset is if you can change the way somebody thinks about life, you can change their journey and their life for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, how do you do that then? Like in 12 step program, the philosophy is act your way into right thinking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, the the thing of it is, is if, if I talk with them and and I say, well, let's look at this. Okay. So we're looking at a situation and they're looking at it through what we call cognitive distortions or a perception that says everything's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we sit down and we talk through this and I share with them my perception of it. And we look at how those two men together. And, and, and most of the time I see that people is like, they had that, what we call that aha moment or that light bulb that clicks on says, oh yeah, you know, I never really looked at it that way. And, and so I think it's getting people to look at the positive piece at every situation because there mm-hmm. is positive in it mm-hmm. if we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But what I find is that the majority of people look at the negative <laughs> Oh yeah. 100% hands down. I was on my, on our, on our meeting this morning and I was cutting the grass. I had to do 10 things to get, get here by the time we needed to be here and all that. So I wanted to get a meeting in this morning and we have our 8am meeting and, and I really enjoy that meeting. And somebody on there said, everything went wrong this morning, got up late. I dropped this. I did that. I did this. I'm thinking to myself, I'm sober today. Uh, I'm cutting the grass today. I can walk today. I yes. can, I ate today. I um, have money to bank today. Yep. Those are trivial things, you know? And I pointed that out and that person was like, oh my God, you're right. You know, it's like, we do go to that negative, that negative. I mean, every, and I'm not saying I don't do it. I do it like, you know, oh shit, I just dropped the soda again. Here we go. You know, <laughs> it's going to start like, okay, well, you know, you got a great job. You just got a promotion. You got this, you got that. And you're worried about a fucking soda, Ed? Come on, let's be serious, you know? But that's that's how it goes. And and, and, yes. you know, and the other thing, too, is because of 
um, my alcohol and, and my family upbringing. I'm also kind of in that, um, that, that realm or that, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of conditioned that way and yeah. I fall back to it. <clears throat> I fall back to it once in a while because I'm human, you know, I'm human, but I can pull myself up just like you said, and get out of my way and know that my life is better today. Know that I don't have those struggles today. And you, and you hit it right on the head. I mean, like, Right then and there, everybody thinks that negative, but we have to think positive. Yeah. And that's not easy to do, you know. Um, it's it's it takes a lot of practice, right? <clears throat> yes, it does, because especially when you're in a world where everybody's pointing out your negatives. Mm. You know, if you go I, back home, we have older people who go to McDonald's or Hardee's and they hang out in the mornings. 95% <laughs> of their discussion is about all the problems of life. <laughs> And, and, you know, but if that's the way you're spending your life mm. and it takes the joy out of life, mm. I don't watch the news because I call it, the, the you know, it makes me sad. It makes me Amen. feel depressed. Yep. Amen. I believe I I, I'm do, right there with you. I can't do anything about that stupid stuff. All I can mm -hmm. do about is what's in my world. And so every day I choose, I think Beth says she's trying to stay in the moment. I choose every day to get up and stay in the moment. Mm. Enjoy my present because guess what? Tomorrow may suck, mm. but I'm going to enjoy today. Yeah. 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 Right. This moment. Um, pastor, I'm going to call you pastor now because I want to get into a little <laughs> bit of that side of things. Um, talk to us about the podcast winding down with pastor Perry. What, what is that about? Is it about recovery? Is it about what, what is it about? So, so the winding down podcast is more, it's scriptural. It, it's just walking people through a deeper understanding of the word because what I find is a lot of people just have surface knowledge mm. and they really are not digging in to see how it applies to them. And, and so I think if we if we look at how things actually apply to our current life, I think it empowers us and gives us hope. Mm. You know, I, I'm not a I'm not a what I call a doomsday pastor. I don't get on there and, and, <laughs> and just focus on all the bad and yada yada. But I look at how even in the midst of all that's going on that we can still have hope, that we can still have what you said a while ago. We can still have a day where we're getting up and enjoying our food and mm. money in the bank. You know, I'm when you look at my life, if you looked at where I come from and where I am now, statistically, I'm not supposed to be here. Mm. Same. Yep. If, if I listen to everybody else, I'm not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. But I am here, and I yep. contribute all that to my walk with God and my understanding of his word. And mm -hmm. applying that word to my life, mm -hmm. and it's given me hope because, you know, I'm I was in, when I was going through all of my stuff, my family abandoned me because they didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. What do you do with somebody when you don't understand mental health and all of that? Mm -hmm. uh, the churches at that time were preaching that it was a sin mm -hmm. to have mental health and to get help for it. Of course, mm -hmm. now thank God they're getting wise on that and knowing that that's not true. Mm -hmm. But so from every angle. I'm having people just abandon me and giving me no hope. And so for me, that was when I started getting really uh, closer and deeper into the word and closer to God to where it did give me that hope. And it did empower me to where, you know, I'm overcoming and doing things. Every day I get people saying, uh, I don't know how you do it. Mm -hmm. well, I can tell you how I do it. But will you follow that pattern is up to you or not. But this is how I do it. Mm. I've read the scripture. These are the things that tells me that I can do these things. 
I'm a person that believes if anybody else can do it, I can do it too. Mm. Yeah. And so I go for it. I love that. I mean, yeah, if anybody else can do it, I can do it. If I can do it, anybody else can do it. However you look at it, you know, it's funny, you know, when I I run marathons and when you tell somebody you're running a marathon, how are you going to do that? What, you know, like, you know, like, how am I going to do that? Because all the people that came before me, because I see, seen somebody else do it. Cause I, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And that, that is the power of, of being, you know, in that negative, I mean, in that positive space with people, you know, and, and yeah. understanding that, you know, life goes, we can get through all this. Those people who are saying that, you know, they're stuck. They don't want to move anywhere. They don't want to grow, you know, and, and that's okay. That's, that's their choice. I, I think you said it earlier. I can't change them. I can just show them the way. And that's what you do as a, as a pastor, I'm guessing, right? It is. I, okay. I, I'm probably one of the only pastors mm. that actually share some of my vulnerability from the mm. And I've had people like, you shouldn't say that. And I'm like, <laughs> why not? Yeah. I mean, it's genuine. It's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what this is what I've experienced. This is what I've gone through. This mm-hmm. is the challenges I have. But here's here you see me still walking victoriously. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to hear. They need mm-hmm. to hear that somebody has been through my journey and they've gotten through this because what they find is people who's in their journey a lot of times who are stuck. The challenges. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, that brought me to my next question here. I was going to say everybody at, at Pastor Perry's church, turn off the sound for a minute because it's going to be a spoiler alert. But I was going to ask you, do you do you put some of your recovery into your preaching? And, and um, you know, I, you know, does it go hand in hand? Um, and do you kind of expose yourself that you're you're in recovery? I put all of my life into those pieces of, of my sermons and things to it gives that that genuine this is me. So mm-hmm. that way, and I tell people that that way you don't think I'm preaching to you, you know, pointing you out. I'm pointing Pastor Perry out mm-hmm. so that you can identify with me. Mm-hmm. I love and that. It, I love and that. And it goes for, and it goes to that. There's there's another technique that talks about the growth mindset. And that's kind of what we want. We want people to have the mindset that no matter where you're at in your journey, you can grow, mm. become the person you want to be. Mm. Because is- I can remember standing in my cousin's office, looking at his bachelor degree on the wall, thinking, I'll never get there. <laughs> and at that well, time, later. <laughs> yeah. But see, but at that time, it was holding me down. Yeah. Yeah. Our thoughts, our thoughts, yeah, our thoughts hold us down. Like, how can I do that? Well, I can't do that because that's what we're trained to do. And, you know, going to church, going to AA therapy, maybe a coach can break us through those walls. Right. And, and do get those nine degrees. You know, we just did a a, a 50 mile kayak trip. You know, how are you going to do a 50 mile kayak trip? Well, you sit your ass in a boat, throw some food and some shelter in there and you just go down the river and you figure it out, you know, but if you don't, if you don't do any of this stuff, if you don't jump into it, you're never going to know if you can or if you can't do it. And you might fail at it too. I mean, how many times did you fail? Right. I mean, right. And, and got back up again. Yeah, it's okay to fail. It yeah. is okay to fail. Yeah. yeah. And that's how, that's how you get there. Yeah. But yeah. see, what happens for a lot of people when they're trying to do this is they set these big outlandish goals. But mm-hmm. what they don't do is they don't set smaller goals that lead to that. Mm. Because it takes so long to get to that big goal, people give up. 
But if you'll mm. set small goals as you accomplish them, so it re-energizes you, mm. it propels you to that bigger goal. Mm. And, yeah, and that's so true. You you don't climb a mountain and you're on top in one step, right? I mean, you you take the little trail up and it gets a little bit harder, harder and harder and harder as you go up. And finally, you get to the summit and you're and and it's it's a great feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about uh, the journey. You know, um, the journey through anything is 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 the whole process. We don't, you know, recovery. I, I forgot who was just talking about recovery is not we don't get somewhere, right? We're not, there's, there's no end to recovery, right? Oh. There's no end to understanding God. There's no end to, to the Bible. Cause we can read it over and, and say, Whoa, I didn't even see that in there, let alone trying to get the whole, through the whole thing. Like, well, how many pages are in the Bible? God knows Well, God does know how many pages are in the Bible, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no end. There's always a journey to all this stuff. And I think the people that put an end to something give up. Yes, they do. Mm. I bet. You know, I've been pastoring for 30 years and uh, I still learn something new every time I open the book. So great. Love can, it. And, and 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 even in daily journey, just with people, I learn more and more about people, about people. One of the things that I love that's new in therapy is making sure that we understand people's culture and where mm. they're coming from and, and their traditions and their customs. Because if you go at someone and you don't understand their culture, you may actually offend them instead of help them. Mm -hmm. That's, because, that's you know, true. When you tell an Asian woman, well, you should just stand up to your family. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, mm -hmm. that's completely contrary to their mm -hmm. belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to know, like you said, know the culture, know the human, know your audience, right? Know your audience yeah. you're talking to. Um, not everybody's the same, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of coming around to that. Thank God that we were treating everybody as individuals now, instead of as one or, or you're that group. And we're this group. I, I never bought into that, but you know, I'm, I'm loving this, that everybody's coming back around again to, you know, it all comes down to what we were talking about. The Bible all comes down to, you know, Jesus preaching. Everybody is one, you know, everybody gets, gets along and everybody understands everybody and everybody respects everybody the way they are, no matter what, you know, what nationality or what, who they are, what they, what they look like, you know, and, and hopefully that'll come to that one day. But in the meantime, we can read it in the Bible. We can read it in our recovery. We can read it in our big book, right? It's all there. Yeah. You know, we, we're all, we're all treated individually in our big book too. You know, we're all that, yeah. that, 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 that one special person that gets treated that certain way and it's not about let's group it all together and make this a cult and be who you know it's not you know i love it i love that 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 it's kind of like that um pastor before we close is there anything you want to kind of talk about or, or any any messages you want to get out there or or if you want to do your podcast now you can have at it right now but no, i'm oh, kidding you don't have that kind of time <laughs> but, but no it's it's just about you know just bef before you react to someone just understand that that's someone's child you know, some mother, some father somewhere is struggling with the fact that their baby is going through this journey. And some of them don't even know where they are. And, and so we need to respond to that human as if that's our child. What, how would you want someone else, if they met your son, your daughter on the street, how would you want someone else to treat your baby? And if that's how you want them to be treated, that's how we should treat them. Love it. I love it. 
Pastor Perry, recovery, uh, in recovery, he's a wonderful therapist, a great leader over at his his place of work and and at his church. Thank you so much for being on the show. What a great message you have uh, you had for us today. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, it's your show is called Winding Down with Pastor Perry. That's a podcast. Um, you can find him there, and also you'll find all the notes below. And any other information that 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 Pastor Perry wants to pass on to us, we will we'll put it in there. But we appreciate everything, and it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure. I, I walk away with a smile every time I'm I'm with you, even if it's just that big hello, shake your hand, and a big smile on your face. It's still it's still a pleasure, you know, kind of being in your presence. I appreciate you taking your time on a Saturday morning and and being here with us. Yes, it's an honor to be with you guys. I appreciate <laughs> your time as well. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, that is it, Beth, today for our show. Um, an amazing show. I'm like, I don't want it to end. Like, you know, like, can we tie them down and have them stay with us forever? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, but uh, all good things must pass on. And we learn from this and we we um, we kind of we go down the road and and you're, you're always welcome back to come on the show again and, and kind of do part two, three, four and five and all that. So, um, Beth, any closing words, anything that you learned, anything that you didn't learn, anything you want to say that you should have learned? <laughs> this is a great show and I appreciate your time and you coming out and I'm excited that yeah, I got absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And again, guys, let's all keep Bambi and, and her family in our prayers. Um, she is um, she's in need of them right now. And hopefully we'll see her back here next week. Bambi, we love you. And uh, we're all pushing for your family. OK, guys, um, that is it, uh, guys. And you know how we end the show. Stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week.